14 News Podcast with your host, James Coppert. Oi, oi, Minkus. How are you all doing? I hope you're safe and well. I think I need to just start before I kind of go any further. I get stats of who's listening, what numbers, and where they are in the world. And I know that I do have listeners in Israel and Palestine. I don't like to get political on this show unless it's mocking all politicians. But I do have one wish. Whoever you are who listens, and if you're hearing this, I hope you, your family, your friends are safe and well. And that in this darkness, there can be a place found for peace. And that is the outcome and the only result that we could ever hope for from this horribly dark time at this moment. Sometimes it's only in darkness that we recognize that there is a light, isn't it? So I am hoping with everything in me that that is the result of this awful moment in history. And may that light that is found shine bright. Assalamu alaikum and shalom alaikum. Peace be upon you and upon us all. So this is a Halloween quiz. Basically, my local craft bar, I wrote a quiz and people enjoyed it, so I thought I'd put it up here. Some of them are local, the questions, but they're multiple choice. So I thought what I could do is I could broadcast it out to you guys and you can play along at home. You can play with your family or on your own in the car if you're doing a journey and keep score, see how many you get. So how I'm going to do it is I'm going to read the question. I'll give you the multiple choices. I'll leave a a slight pause. So if you want to pause at home, you can. And then I will tell you the answers and you can keep score. However, just a few house notices first. If you remember a couple of years back, I set up a Fortean playlist. So if you're bored of the usual kind of Halloween playlists with all the same songs on that you hear every single year that are kind of mainstream and you're a bit bored of well this is your opportunity to play something different so if you look for the 14 playlist uh, i will post it in the show notes i will say parental advisory um, there's different types of people have contributed and added to it um, there are some choice words in some of it so i'll leave it up to you whether you play it in front of your children or not um, there is all the songs are loosely around anything 14 so it might even just mention the word ghost in the song or ufos or cryptids or anything like that i will also say it's a very eclectic mix so everything from um, kate bush to Um, hardcore punk metal to hip-hop to experimental there's all sorts of different things there and it's added to frequently and if anyone else got any suggestions then please do let me know but i've posted them in the show notes so please do go ahead and play that if you want something a little bit different for your soundtrack for halloween by a special request um as some of you know my, my kind of tiktoks have 
really grown in in popularity and quite a few people have asked me to tell my ghost stories but on a ghost tour so I thought let's do it for this Halloween so it's fairly short notice but I am doing it this Halloween at eight o'clock um, at Mandy Apple here in Scarborough, uh, which is an art gallery and community art space in Eastborough. We're going to start there. We're going to walk through kind of old town on the seafront. I'm going to tell you some of the local ghost stories and then finish back at Mandy Apple for a Q&A with myself and Pamela from my paranormal team, who is a medium. And some of you might have heard her being interviewed on here. So it's a sliding scale price. So anything from whatever you can afford, even if it's nothing, up to £5. And all the money that we make will go directly straight into Mandy Apple to continue the arts and creativity and workshops here in the community. So that's something really to kind of look forward to. You can find it on Facebook and I'll post the link to that as well in the show notes. Anyone wants to come along, something a little bit different, should be fun and entertaining and I will be honoured to be your guide this Halloween. But without further ado, let's do this Halloween quiz. Now, due to copyright laws, the last 10 questions are musical questions. I can't post clips of that. There's a myth that you can post under 10 seconds, but you're still breaching copyright laws. And if someone, if this show, for example, did get really popular, I mean, it's not going to happen, but if it did and someone heard and sued me, I can't really afford to pay him. So um, I'm going to do never mind the Buzzcocks style of really badly doing some of the music and seeing if you can guess it. Be entertaining anyway. Probably more for you than me, but um, <laughs> should be interesting. So hope you enjoy the quiz. Um, if, if you do enjoy it, let me know and I'll make this an annual thing. And there is a mixture of horror, paranormal and different types of things there but we're going to start with general trivia on halloween itself question number one where does the term jack-o'-lantern originate is it a an irish bloke called jack who moved to the usa and sold lanterns shaped like vegetables b folklore about a man named stingy jack who tricked the devil and in death ends up roaming the earth with burning coal inside a turnip. C. The legend of Springheel Jack, who, after terrorising his victims, would leave a pumpkin with his face carved on as a calling card. Or D. After the head of the headless horseman of Sleepy Hollow. The answer, of course, is B. After the legend of Stingy Jack. Now, this story goes, is Stingy Jack, he must have been a Yorkshireman because he was, as his name suggests, stingy and he invited the devil for a drink. But Stingy Jack didn't want to pay for the drinks. So he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin. Stingy Jack then placed the coin next to a silver cross in his pocket meaning the devil couldn't change back. Eventually, Jack agreed to free the devil on the condition that he left him alone for one year and also that when he died, he wouldn't claim his soul. The devil agreed and he was turned back from a coin into the devil himself. But a year later, again he turned up. This time, 
Jack persuaded the devil to climb a tree to get him a piece of fruit. But while he was up the tree, Jack carved a crucifix into the tree's trunk, meaning the devil was stuck up the tree. There's no wonder he's never beaten Heaven's army, is it? He seems a bit thick. Jack made a deal with the devil that would let him down from the tree as long as he didn't bother him for a further ten years. The devil agreed and let Jack go. But not long after, Jack passed away. And off he went, up to heaven. But like a man in tracksuit and wearing trainers, or sneakers, as the Americans call them, entering a nightclub, he was refused entrance and turned away, with God not wanting his type in here. His name definitely wasn't down on the list. So Jack's soul then went down to hell. And being a well-known man of honour, the devil kept his word and said, you shall not come here, I will not claim your soul as agreed. Instead, he gave him one piece of burning coal to light his way. Jack carved out a turnip and placed the burning coal inside and still roams the night now like a lonely, lost, wandering soul into the night with his jack-o'-lantern. Question number two. Traditionally, Scottish ladies eat an apple at midnight in front of a mirror in the belief that what will appear behind them in their reflection? A. The ghost of Scatman John. B. The image of how they will die. C. An image of who their future spouse will be. Or D. Who they were in a past life. And the answer is C. An image of who their future spouse will be. Turns out the Scots have a a few different customs like this depending on which part of Scotland you're from but this is the most common and I um, I messaged my friend Melanie and she instantly knew the answer to this one but she said she dared not try it in case she did actually see someone it might freak her out. Question number three. Where does the trick-or-treating tradition originate? Is it A, from souling, where people would offer prayer for dead loved ones in exchange for food? B, stick or sweet, where the Welsh would beat up the sweet shop owners if they didn't give them a Halloween freebie? C, on the sugar plantations, where slaves were allowed a thimble full of sugar to celebrate All Saints' Day? Or D, kids bribing the policemen on cabbage night to allow them to carry on playing pranks with rotten cabbage? The answer is A. Souling. So people would walk about different people's houses and offer them prayers and hymns singing in exchange for food and drink. Although the night before Halloween is known as cabbage night because there used to be lots of rotten cabbage around New Jersey and New York and the kids there would play pranks with this rotten cabbage all around the state. Question number four. According to folk tradition, how do you meet a witch at midnight on Halloween? A. Hold a black cat above your head for 10 seconds. B. Take part in an orgy observed by a goat. C. Walk around an oak tree anti-clockwise three times. Or D. Wear your clothes inside out and walk backwards. 
The answer is, of course, D. Wear your clothes inside out and walk backwards. Which is a problem if you got dressed drunk. Question number five. What, according to local municipal laws, are illegal to possess in California during Halloween? A. Silly string. B. Toilet rolls when out of the home. C. Alcohol. Or D. White sheets with eye holes. And the answer is A. Silly string. So from the morning up till midnight of Halloween, it is illegal to possess silly string. So I'm currently sat on the northeast coast in North Yorkshire, Scarborough to be precise, and these questions are around local folklore, legends, ghost stories, and just general Fortiana. So question six. Many people in this area renovating old houses find what in the chimneys that were there to keep away witches? Is it A, a Bible, B, shoes, C, a lock of virgin's hair, or D, a rainbow trout pickled in urine? The answer is B, shoes. Two reasons for this. They said because the shoe moulds, the leather moulds to the person wearing the foot, that that person's soul and character would be imprinted in the shoe and therefore the spiritual presence of the owner would then protect you from witchcraft. The other one is that witches, despite being able to bend reality and use magic, they get confused by a shoe. I'll leave that one up to you to decide. Obviously down in Cornwall it's really common to have mummified cats in your chimney and other parts of the UK put nails and hair in urine in jars and leave those hidden in chimney breasts. In my chimney I I have done the same but I've put my sun's shoes in not for the paranormal reasons but because the stench is that much that even I don't want to go in the room when it's there let alone any invading witches. Question number seven. The Boggle at Boggle Hole is the local name for a goblin. Men were too scared to go down near the cave, but women would leave gifts. Why? A. In the hopes the Boggle would let them get pregnant. B. In the hopes that the Boggle would make sure they didn't get pregnant. C. To cure poorly children from being sick. Or that D that someone will boggle their hole? The answer is C. So men would be scared to go down to the beach because they were frightened of the boggle that lived in the cave. However, women would go and leave presents such as milk, food or other gifts in the hope that they could swap them for curing their children of sickness. And for any children listening, when I said boggle their hole, what I meant was their mind was so boggled that the hole, their mouth, was too mystified to speak. Um, so that that's just helped you explain that one. Question number eight. A hand of glory is on display in Whitby Museum. Made by pickling and curing the hand of a hung criminal, 
it is said to hold magical powers. What can the hand of glory do? A. Put an entire house to sleep by lighting the fingers so you can burgle them. B. Help you climax in under five minutes. And again, any children listening, that means climb with an axe. Uh, C. If you place a ring on the ring finger, your secret crush will fall for you. Or D. By licking each finger, it will grant you a total of one wish per finger. So five wishes. The answer is A. So this was a thief's tool and each finger, it was cured and it was like a candle. So you lit the finger and it would put the entire house to sleep and you could burgle them. But if the candle went out, if one of the fingers went out, you knew that people in the house had woken up. There is one in Whitby Museum. And again, if you go on my TikTok page, I do a whole video and show the story about this a fascinating piece of Fortiana. Number nine, a documentary made the Amazon top 10 charts last month about something that exists in this area. What was it about? A, an ancient interdimensional werewolf. B, UFOs coming out of the water by South Bay's sewage outlet. C, big black cats. Or D, Yorkshire Coast giant crocodiles. So, the answer is A, an ancient interdimensional werewolf. So, if you look for Wolflands on Amazon, you'll be able to watch that. Brilliant film. Paul Sinclair will be coming on the show. As I said, send in your questions. We did have a story last year about giant crocodiles here on the Yorkshire coast. And, of course, we're also frequently seeing big black cats around as well. But the B, yeah, that's not quite true. But the answer is A. Number 10, what used to be called Britain's Roswell, the Silpho saucer crashed a mere 15 minutes drive from this point where I'm sat. Parts of the wreckage were stored in Scarborough, but where? A, in the town hall. B, in Bacchus nightclub. C, on display in a fish and chip shop. Or D, in a seafront arcade. And the answer is, in true Scarborough style, C, in a fish and chip shop. Amazingly, I used to go to Silpho all the time. And I only found about this crash on Silpho Moor of a UFO from a USA podcast. But I couldn't believe to find that it was stored in a fish and chip shop. One part of it has been found, though, by the British Museum that was put in storage there. Said to be a strange metal. Number 11. On Key Street, six to three Mariners Inn, the oldest building in Scarborough. If you stayed the night sometimes, a lady with no head would appear in your bedroom. This was an omen. What was the omen for? A. You would be married that year. B. You're about to get lucky with a headless ghost. C. You would die at sea the next day. Or D, you were going to soon find some treasure. The answer is C, 
Such was the superstition that if you were there that night and you were a sailor and you saw the headless lady, it was said, even though the cost might be high financially, people would not go to sea. And those that spoke about it and poo-pooed the idea ended up drowning the next day. 12. Thought to be the lover of Edward II, Piers Gaveston made the other nobility jealous of his favour and they had him executed here at Scarborough Castle in 1312. His ghost is said to still haunt there to this day. What does his ghost do? A. Laughs manically while trying to push you off the cliff. B. Jumps out from behind the castle walls yelling, Revenge! C. Replays his execution to those breaking into the castle at night. Or D. It runs naked along the castle walls squealing with joy. The answer is A. And what's interesting is this story's been told by visitors to the area who knew nothing about the castle, nothing about the ghosts, nothing about Piers Gaveston himself, but have walked along the edge on the path at night, been pushed and hearing someone laugh manically. Again, if you go on my TikTok page, I visited this site at night and while walking along, picked up some really strange noises that you can hear on the, on the camera. 13. On St Mark's Eve, the 24th of April, if you venture into St Mary's Churchyard at midnight, what will you see? A. The Viking named Scarth Berge looking out over the town and screaming a battle cry. B. A ghostly procession of all the residents in the town that will die the following year. C. The graveyard residents who rise from their grave and all dance before vanishing exactly one minute later after midnight. Or D. Ivor the talking seagull. The answer is B. So if you go there at night, all the people that live in the town will walk in a procession, those living, but it's their ghostly images because they will die that year. 14. It appears in the old town, particularly during a thunderstorm, and is said to be an omen for death. What is it? A. The blackest of black horses galloping along the street. B. A black panther with red eyes. C. Ivor the talking seagull. Or D. He's buried here. The ghost of Jimmy Savile. The answer is A. And I put up a video of this tonight. It's a black horse that's said to be darker than the darkest night itself, as if all light has been sucked out of it. It has red eyes, and it gallops along the street, bringing ill-tide and bad omens. Some people just hear the sound after a thunderstorm of the horse galloping along. Other people have seen the horse pull a cart. 15. Seen frequently... Even recently by credible witnesses, Clouton Cemetery has its own grim. But what is it? A. A demonic nun who floats one foot off the ground. B. 
a skeleton with fire inside its skull. C. A Viking dragon. D. A tall bipedal dog with red glowing eyes known locally as the shuffle stepper. The answer is D. So Grimm comes particularly from the Scandinavian Christians, the Vikings that came to the UK. And you would bury a dog or a cat, which would then be the guardian spirit of the graveyard. Interestingly, the shuffle stepper, as it became known, has been seen by people I know that are really genuine, credible witnesses. One lady saw the dog walking on all fours with glowing red eyes, standing around between five and six foot tall. Ran home, told the dad, who responded with, I believe you, I've seen it too. I went there to do a paranormal investigation. I took a tin of pedigree chum, but sadly didn't see anything. Number 16. Staying in Cloughton, locals and visitors alike have got a shock when driving past the entrance to the old sawmill. Why is this? A. A little old lady appears in the back seat of your car. B. A man with an axe stands in the road. C. A phantom tree falls in front of your car, causing you to slam on your brakes. Or D. Scatman John plays on your car radio and the ghost of Scatman John haunts you through the night. The answer is... A. And again, this is a really interesting one, where, although it's known locally, visitors to the area will go on websites and report them driving along, never hearing this story before, and seeing in their mirror a little old lady sat in the back seat of the car. I have actually stopped at the site, opened my door and invited her in, hoping to see her, but sadly she's never appeared for me yet. Question 17. I once said hello to a man in Tweed who ignored my greeting, turned and walked through a wall. He was a Scarborough resident and had himself published a book on poltergeist. Who did I see? A. Graham Rhodes B. Susan Hill C. Sir Cheverell Sitwell or D. Wilfred Owen The answer is C. Sir Cheverell Sitwell So I was in the Sitwell's home, used to have an office there and I was just at my hip-hop school, like a youth club that I ran, where we did music. I was bringing the decks back to my office. It was about half nine at night. There was a man stood in Tweed in the corridor. Didn't really think much of it because it was a place where artists were, lots of people there sometimes at night. But I said hello to him and he just completely ignored me. And I was like, that's a bit rude, but didn't really think much to it. Just started to carry on walking and he turned and then just walked straight through the wall. I was like, ah. Oh. But it's an interesting place, Wood End, so there's actual camera footage of the cleaner coming out the lift, someone walking straight through them. Um, the night after I saw this man, actually, one of my colleagues called Jenny, she was working late at night. She came out of the office. Um, this was kind of after 10 at night. Was walking along and was unnerved to see a man peering through the door at the end of the corridor, through the window. Um, being you know late at night and on her own she she was nervously walking towards the door the man ducked back from the door 
and she opened it to ask if he was lost or something, but there was no man there, the same spot where I saw him. Also, on camera, is all the lights were motion-censored and they would all come on throughout the building as if someone's walking throughout the building from room to room. And also, if you stand by the butler's pantry, you can hear footsteps walking up and down stairs when no one's in the building. So we did a paranormal investigation there um, for a documentary, and of course, nothing happened all night. Number 18. After having a close encounter with a UFO, the next day, a Scarborough resident who went by the pseudonym Adele had a visit from whom? Who becomes a comic book series and a blockbuster movie. A. Paranormal Activity B. The Warren Family C. Men in Black or D. A Group of Alien Greys The answer is C. The Men in Black Now, probably not many people listen to this podcast but a lot of people, the general public think that Men in Black started off as a movie and um, then was a comic book series it's actually the other way around. It's a comic book series and then a movie. But the comic itself was based on these real-life visitors. Now, I found out about this case, from again, from an American podcast. So Adele, I've put out local call-outs for the real person. So she's either moved out of area, she's passed away, or she just doesn't want to speak about this encounter, or she's just not seen it. But she had a, a close encounter with the UFO, and the next day, these two men around six foot four, turned up, wearing black, but black as in trench coats and black hats, but in 1950s style. They wore, they came in these black cars and they said they were from a government agency and they mustn't talk about anything that had happened. They were said to have waxy skin, both looking identical, didn't really have any eyebrows, asked for a glass of water when they came in, all these things that are really similar, and gave her the creeps and then left, and she never heard from them again. 19. What is the name of the giant black dog that roams the North Yorkshire moors, luring people off the road to the death, or, randomly, helping those in need, if it so likes them? A. The Baskerville. B. The Blundersal. C. The Bargest. Or D. The Boom Huntsville. The answer is C. The Bargest. There is one called the Guy Trash in Gofland, which is very specific to that area. But all around the North York Moors, we do have stories of the Bargest. Number 20. Making many national newspapers, Filey's Russ Kellett claimed he was abducted by aliens, placed on a spaceship, and was shocked to see whom was also on board. A. Keith Chegwin. B. Robbie Williams from Take That. C. Kenneth Williams from the Carry On films. Or D. Local MP Robert Goodwill. The answer is Robbie Williams, who he claimed was part of an army that was being trained up to take over the world. Interestingly, Robbie Williams has been plagued by poltergeist activity in real, although he claims he had kids and it started to stop. So this next round is all trivia from horror films. 
Question 21. The book and film The Exorcist was actually based on the true story of a boy. What did the boy grow up to be? A. An exorcist himself. B. A NASA rocket scientist. C. A serial killer. Or D. An opera singer. The answer is... B. Ronald Hunkeller became a NASA rocket engineer. Question 22. Alfred Hitchcock's seminal psycho won awards for its effects and is most well known for its shower scene. What did they use for the blood? A. Blood from pigs taken from a local butcher. B. Ribena. C. Tomato ketchup. Or D. Chocolate syrup. The answer is D. Obviously the film was in black and white and they thought the chocolate syrup looked the best as fake blood in that setting. Question 23. Michael Myers' mask from Halloween has become iconic. How did they choose it? A. They had absolutely no budget so they got a $2 William Shatner mask and painted it white. B. The director's grandfather died just before shooting, so he took a plaster cast of his face and used it as a mould for a rubber mask. C. It was an actual copy of a skin mask used by a local killer. D. They made a different monster mask, but left it by the radiator and it melted. The answer is A. They hardly any budget whatsoever, so they sent someone to a local budget store and picked up a William Shatner mask and then they spray-painted it white. 24. One of these films has a very strong link to Scarborough. Which one is it? A. The Black Nun. B. Hereditary. C. The Woman in Black. Or D. The Exorcist. So, of course, the film Saint Maud is filmed in Scarborough, but the answer is C, The Woman in Black. Why? Susan Hill, the author of the original story, was born and raised in Scarborough. 25. Which horror film was the first of the genre to win an Oscar? A. The Omen. B. The Exorcist. C. House on the Haunted Hill. Or D. No horror film has still ever won an Oscar. The answer is, of course, The Seminal Exorcist. Have you seen the new one? Is it any good? I need to see it. I did love the series, but unfortunately got cancelled after two seasons, although it offered lots of promise. Brilliant. Go check it out if you haven't seen it already. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Psycho, and many others were mainly inspired by the serial killer Ed Gain, who made lamps and chairs out of human body parts. What did he make a belt from? The skin from other people's waists... B. Victims' plaited hair. C. People's guts. 
or D, his many victims' nipples sewn together. And the answer, as horrifying as it is, is D, multiple nipples of his victims sewn together to make a belt. And if you don't believe me, you can see it on Google Images. Question 27. While filming The Omen, three members of the film each had what happen to them at separate times? A. Dreams about the Antichrist leading to sleep paralysis. B. Road traffic accidents. C. Rashes appearing on their back. Or D. Their plane being struck by lightning. The answer is D. Lead actor Gregory Peck, plane got struck by lightning. Mace Newfield, the producer, his plane got struck by lightning. And then David Seltzer, the screenwriter, his plane also got struck by lightning during the production of The Omen. Question 28. Why did filming of the Amityville horror have to be paused? A. The crew were terrified when a real poltergeist activity started to occur on set. B. The family who lived there tried to sue the filmmakers as they thought they would set genuine evil out onto the world. C. A real body washed up on the shore of the set. Or D. The church started to protest loudly, disturbing all the shots. The answer is C. A real body washed up on the shore, meaning everything had to stop for the police to be able to investigate. Question 29. Why were the actors of the Blair Witch so convincing in their distress? A. The Blair Witch was real. B. The filmmakers kept them in the middle of nowhere with limited food supplies and tormented them while they slept so they had real sleep deprivation. C. They told each actor a parent had died before shooting. Or D. They were all on hallucinogenic drugs. The answer is B. The filmmakers kept the actors in the middle of nowhere, limited their supply to food and drink, and throughout the night kept them awake, suffering real sleep deprivation, meaning that they were genuinely at their wit's end, not just on camera, but in real. Question 30. What happened during the filming of the exorcism of Emily Rose, which freaked all the cast and crew out? A. Both actresses' radios kept turning themselves on, even when they were not plugged in. B. The producer revealed that she had actually once been possessed in real life. C. There were knocks on the walls while they were filming that weren't effects. Or D. Members of the public put real curses on them. The answer is A. Both the lead actresses were absolutely terrified when their radios turned on by themselves that morning even though they were not plugged in. Okay, I I can't believe I'm doing this, but these are the last ten questions. Well, I will attempt to vocalise the the films. So you get one point for the film and one point 
if you can say who the artist or the composer is and I will never live this down will I but I promised I'd do it so here goes 31 so I mean of course I mean how wouldn't you get that (laughs) that was um, Tubular Bells part one by Mike Oldfield and it's from The Exorcist number 32 awful (laughs) how are you going to get that i will tell you (laughs) that it was by bernard herman from psycho why am i doing this 33 you will get this one Dun, 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 dun. That's all you're getting. Of course, that was by John Williams from the film Jaws. Next is question number thought 34. <laughs> you got it of course it's Ray Parker Jr from the film Ghostbusters number 35 that's all you're getting So that was by Christoph Kamida, and that was from Rosemary's Baby. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> Number 36. You will get this one. Oh, my love. Right, um, <laughs> awkward. That, of course, is the Righteous Brothers from Ghost. Number 37. I'm just going to give you a bit of this. Daylight come and me want to go home. That is, of course, by Harry Belafonte. And is from, you guessed it, Beetlejuice. Number 38. That is the theme from Halloween by John Carpenter. I say it is the theme. It's it's meant to sound like that. I'm doing my best here, guys. Number 39. Under the yak of the with the steam boards It's your goblins and what are our lords? That, of course, was the Ramones. I say, of course, with the song Pet Cemetery from Pet Cemetery. And number 40. So you've got to imagine this tune with a banging dance beat underneath. So it goes. That's terrible. 
If you get this, you deserve 10 points, actually. That was Confusion by New Order from Blade. So that is it. 40 questions with a total amount of points up to 50. Although if anyone got that music round, like when I did it in the in the bar, obviously I played the actual songs, which made it a bit a bit better. But for comedic effect, I've I had words with people who made me keep it in. So there you go. So let me know how you did. Maybe I'll see some of you on Halloween. But if not, I hope you have a wonderful time wherever you are in the world. Stay safe, look after each other, and as always. Much love. Oh, let me know what your scores as well. Message me. And all the usual formats. But peace to everyone, wherever you are in the world. Take care and look after each other. Good night. Happy Halloween. Thank you for listening to the 14 News Podcast. Please check the show notes for the link to coffee to buy James a cup of coffee to help him stay awake while he writes the show. You can also show your appreciation by leaving a review and telling your friends. Until next time.